Hey friends, I'm Becky Davidson, host of the Rising Above Ministries podcast, where we share stories of hope, inspiration, and encouragement from special needs families from around the world. I can hardly believe it, but By the Brook is this weekend, and we are so excited about all of the moms who have already signed up to join us for this event that we are planning just for you. Now, if you haven't signed up, guess what? There is still time. Just go to our website, risingaboveministries.org, or visit our app, and you will find all of the information that you need right there. So if you are a mom or a caregiver of an individual with special needs or chronic illness, trust me, you do not want to miss this weekend that we have designed just for you. We have got so many things planned to encourage you and inspire you and make you laugh. So if you haven't signed up, please make sure you do that. My guest today is Kristen Evans. Kristen is an author and a mother of two children with rare genetic disorders and complex needs. She loves supporting other parents of children with medical, developmental, and mental health special needs and disabilities. And Kristen lives with her husband, Todd, and their two children in the Nashville, Tennessee area. We had such a great conversation, and I know that you are going to love this conversation that I had with Kristen Evans. Hey, Kristen, thank you so much for joining me today for the Rising Above podcast. I am so excited to get to share a little bit of your story with our listeners. Thank you for having me on, Becky. Well, we got to actually meet someone who's a mutual friend of ours introduced us. And uh, we haven't met in person, but we met via Zoom a couple of weeks ago and chatted and got to know each other a little bit more. And um, so I'm glad that you agreed to be on the podcast so we can talk about some of the things that you are doing um, to support families impacted by disability. So share with us as we get started a little bit about your family and what your life looks like and anything you want us to know about the Evans crew. Okay. Um, My husband Todd and I have been married almost 20 years. Um, Our son is almost 15. He was going back uh, to almost 15 years ago, he was born with an extremely rare genetic metabolic disorder. He became the 14th known case in the world. And uh, it was a little bit to figure out what was wrong. He was very ill in the hospital on a feeding tube, having seizures. Um, And through a lot more testing, they finally found uh, what was going on. So that began our battle to save him both medically and developmentally. Um, So when he was three, I became pregnant with our daughter, Bethany Grace. And um, very early on in the pregnancy, we knew something was not right. Found out that she had sporadically developed a different rare genetic disorder. Wow. Yes. A severe chromosomal deletion called Creedy-Shaw syndrome or 5P minus. And uh, that began my journey um, that continued of grief and uh, started down a spiritual questioning. um, And uh, the anxiety and depression began at that point. Mm. Um, She was born as a miracle and um, has surprised the doctors and therapists along the way. Um, She has severe disabilities medical complexities. We have private duty nursing. Um, so my daily life up to now 
it depends on the day. Mm, yeah. <laughs> it, it depends on how bo- my, both my children are doing. Um, you know, they become really sick really fast. And, uh, in fact, we've had them in ambulances within 12 hours of each other. Wow. I'm in the ER going back and forth. Yeah. Um, so they're both thriving. Um, you know, I, it just depends on the day. Yeah. It could be just a regular helping my daughter with virtual school with COVID, um, taking my son to school, to his school, or it could be one of them becomes very sick yeah. or we're, you know, having behavioral meltdowns mm-hmm. or, you know, I'm talking to 10 doctors that day yeah. or. So you had two kids early on, both of them with rare genetic disorders. What was it like for you in those early years of trying to navigate this new normal that you were thrown into? It was survival mode in every area of life. Um, I'm passionate about married couples because my husband and I really uh, struggled and um, almost tore us apart. So we had that um, just daily survival with trying to make it through the day with both kids, keeping them alive, doctor's appointments, therapies, you know, self-care was not on my priority list at that point and lack of sleep. And, uh, I began down a, a road of dark depression, mm-hmm. anxiety, yeah. um, and just real spiritual doubting. Yeah. Well, you said something right when you're given your talking and you said, you know, just trying to keep my kids alive. And I don't think people realize, I mean, that's the reality for so many parents is that it's a day in day out a journey of, of, you don't know from day to day, whether you're going to end up in the hospital, mm-hmm. whether your kid's going to crash and you're going to need medical attention. Uh, and, you know, I, I lived that for many years with my husband, we would get up in the morning and quite honestly, we didn't know if that day we'd end up in the hospital. And mm-hmm. unless you live that life, it's very hard to explain how stressful that is on, you know, the caregiver um, to feel that weight of responsibility for the, the life of someone else um, when, when you're trying to make those decisions. Yeah. So PTSD, post-traumatic stress is pretty common um, to parents who have children with any special needs, especially medical. And, you know, everyone has their own story. Everybody's situation is different. Um, Yeah. So it's, it's just relevant Mm -hmm. to the family, the parents, um, what supports you have, Mm -hmm. how you can cope. And, uh, yeah, I, I'm passionate about helping other parents because yeah. I didn't fare so well those early those years. Early years, yeah. <laughs> and and it just I think it everyone comes at it so differently. And some people, uh, you know, if it, I think it depends on the support you have, the resources mm-hmm. you have, and and how, like you said, how you how you fare. Now I know you have a website where you write about these things. What where what's the name of your website? So it's specialneedsmomsblog.com. Okay. And what are you, some of the, some of the things that you write about and share there on that, on your website? So my, like I said, my passion is, um, you know, as I'm a, a licensed therapist, a licensed master social worker, and I've worked with lots of clients. Um, and then my background in, in Christian spiritual formation, my passion is helping other parents grow spiritually 
in their journey, as well as finding mental health wholeness. And those two things often go together. Mm-hmm. Um, and it can be a really intense journey for parents of special needs children. Mm-hmm. So combining those two things, um, sharing my story to hopefully help other parents, especially moms, my heart is for moms, um, to find that healing sooner than I did, um, to be able to live a joyful life. Well, I read on your website, um, something that you said, you said, I wish that I could say that from the moment I heard of her diagnosis and medical and development, developmental prognosis that I joyfully accepted the news. The truth though is that 11 years later, I feel like I am just now beginning to embrace my new life as a mother of a beautiful daughter with profound medical and developmental special needs. So, you know, was there a turning point, a time that you can look back to, to when you started to embrace the the path that God had you on? You know, it was, it's been a journey and it is a journey. Um, there is a major turning point. Um, and it's very clear through therapy and pastoral counseling. Um, my therapist basically said to me, it looks like you have three major options. You can continue to fight against reality and be miserable and continue to be depressed and suicidal, or you can embrace and accept Mm -hmm. your life. And then at the same time, I was, I was hiking through the woods, standing on this lake shore that was so beautiful. And I thought, how could God create something so beautiful and so good? And at the same time, let my daughter suffer. Mm. And in that moment, um, the word mystery just came to me. Mm. And I realized I don't know Mm-hmm. I, I don't know how God could be good yeah. and, and let our family suffer in this way. Um, but I accept the mystery. I embrace the mystery. And at that moment, I thought, is this what faith is? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> um, and ever since then, um, you know, I don't know. Uh, and I, I'm going to live each moment, each day thankful and gratitude Mm -hmm. for the moments I have. Mm -hmm. And it's, it is that, that choice that we have as to whether we're going to embrace this life or fight against it, Mm -hmm. kicking and strength, kicking and screaming. And, you know, for me, one of the things throughout all the things that I've experienced in my life and the tragedies that I've faced and just like the hardships, even through um, with all the COVID shutdowns and all the things that we've have had taken away from us, you know, getting to do things and whatnot was just really coming to this place of realizing the sovereignty of God mm-hmm. and knowing that God, even when things make zero sense to me to know that God is ultimately in control. And then I can have peace about whatever comes my way. If I can, if mm-hmm. I can look at life and know, okay, this is crazy. It makes no sense, but God, I'm going to trust that for some reason. Um, that, that this is part of your plan for us. And I know for me, that was a turning point for me as well. And it sounds like for you, just letting go and, and letting go and then embracing Mm -hmm. what God had called you to do. And, and beautiful, beautiful things have come out of it. Mm -hmm. You know, I, 
I feel like through my story and my pain, um, I can help others mm-hmm. draw mm-hmm. closer to Jesus yeah. and find that mental health peace. Mm-hmm. And I think that's when healing comes so often is when we choose to then uh, help others on their journey as well. So I, I get that. And now I also read on your site about how you compare yourself and your life to a butterfly with torn and broken wings. Um, and that you believe that, that you too were damaged, too damaged to continue on. And at some point you gave up on trying to fly. So what was that like for you? And then how's it been for you since you've kind of had a shift from feeling that despair and feeling like you, you can't go on? Wow. I actually saw that, that butterfly on a leaf and thought, oh, you know, poor thing. It's a good thing. It's in a conservatory. And then it took off. Mm. And um, so that's where that came from. Back um, when Bethany Grace was two, that was my darkest year. Mm. Um, I felt, you know, things like I can't even take care of my children mm-hmm. on my own. Um you know, I was a perfectionist. I'm a perfectionist in recovery. So of course to have two kids who aren't healthy and perfect. And then I don't have this life that I imagined. Um, I, I went into a very dark depression, very dark spiritual struggle, um, was very suicidal. Um, my anxiety riddled me to the point I couldn't function. And, um, that was, that was a very awful year, Mm. (laughs) very dark. Yeah. Um, miserable. I want to help people not, not ever experience that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, were there certain steps that you took to be proactive and to start to change the course of your life and to begin healing? Oh, definitely. Um, it was, um, a combination of things. And I don't think it's ever simple. I don't think it's ever one approach that can help a person come to healing from that kind of point. Um, definitely lots of intensive therapy, um, which I'm a definite advocate for. I'm a therapist myself. I think everybody could benefit, especially mm-hmm. special needs parents, yeah. lots of therapy, um, pastoral counseling. I had two amazing friends who never gave up on me. And I was very blessed. I had a husband who never gave up on me. Mm -hmm. Um, marriage counseling twice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Um, lots of, lots of hard work. I will say it took willingness to begin to try to accept just one little circumstance a day. Mm -hmm. It was a process. It's a journey. Yeah. But it's a choice. Like you said, you have to, you have to choose. It seems impossible to choose. Mm-hmm. There's something called opposite action. Um, Marsha Linehan um, coined the term. Your emotions are so dark and so hard. At least mine were. The last thing you want to do is embrace when you just want to isolate, mm-hmm. when you just want to crawl into a corner yeah. and die. Um, it takes being willing to do the exact opposite, mm-hmm. which is reach out, Yeah, reach out to someone, mm-hmm. go for help, um, go outside and get in the sunlight. <laughs> yeah. Ah, yes. Yes. 
Well, you know, you talked about you had some friends who came alongside of you, and I'm I'm such a big believer in the importance of community. And I think so often we do, like you said, you want to, you want to isolate yourself. You don't mm-hmm. want to be around other people. But I know for me, that's like the worst place I can be. So how did your friends come alongside you and help you navigate the season that you were in? Whew. The first way is um, I didn't want to go to church anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's a pro- that was a problem because yeah. my husband was the youth pastor. That could, yeah, that could cause issues there. <laughs> it was a little problematic. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so it was actually the associate pastor's wife and another, another really close friend. They would come over to my house and drag me out mm. when there was someone else to take care of the kids, take me to the movies. Um, they were pretty stern with me at some mm-hmm. points. You know, mm-hmm. you need to get a different therapist. This is not working. Yeah. Speaking um, the truth with love. Speaking the truth when, with love. Yeah. When I couldn't remember yeah. God's promises and my faith, yeah. they reminded me. Um it makes all the difference mm-hmm. to have community, which for children we're parents with children with special needs. Um ironically, the one thing we need most is sometimes the hardest thing to yeah, find. Absolutely. Um, and we have struggled to find a church that after we, we've moved to South of Nashville and, um, it's hard. Yeah. It's, it's, it's really hard. Um, but we did find a church that, uh, embraced us and has a, a ministry mm-hmm. that's incredible. Um, and it does community connection. The other way was I, um, avoided going to a support group. I avoided getting on the Facebook site for Creative Shaw Syndrome because that would have made it real to me. Mm-hmm. I yeah. think yeah. Um, I would have had to face all the things in my in my heart mm-hmm. and soul and life if I had gone to a support group. Mm-hmm. But once I finally did, once Todd and I finally went to a support group, it opened up a new world. So healing. And you saw that you were not alone, that there were other people who, you know, I think so often I get up in my head, I'm the only one who's dealing with this. Nobody will get it. And yet you go around other people who get it and understand. And it does let you know you, you are not in this by yourself. And um, so I'm so glad that you had friends who were willing to speak truth into your life because it's so, so important. Now, I know you've talked about church and you've talked about um, your husband being a pastor and all those things. How has your faith impacted your journey of having two children with unique needs? What impacted it both ways, you know, of course, in the dark days. And then after that moment where I really learned what faith is after having, I thought, lifelong faith. Since then, each new morning, I'm given the gift Mm -hmm. that we're all home together. You know, the days the kids are both out of the hospital. Mm, Yeah. My gratitude and my perspective on life Mm -hmm. and my faith is thank you, God, for this, just a simple blessing Mm -hmm. of a new morning. You know, if both my kids are out of the hospital and at home, I have all I need in life. Exactly. 
Yeah. And, you know, every good and perfect gift comes from our father mm-hmm. above. And, uh, you know, those good days are, are just blessings. Yeah. Yeah. So if you, Kristen, were sitting across from a mom who was in that dark place where you were all those years ago, just getting a diagnosis, just trying to figure out this life maybe suicidal, maybe, you know, in this place of deep despair, what would you now on the other side of that say to that mom? You know, considering all that you've been through and all that you're going through, you are doing the best that you can. And it makes sense that you are depressed, suicidal, Um, hopeless. And there is hope. There is joy. Um, There, there is a life um, as a mom with special needs that is, that can be wonderful. And are you willing to move that direction? Are you willing to start finding that healing? And to be willing to go ask for help if you need help, mm-hmm. you know, definitely, um, definitely. And it's not easy. I'm, I'm, you know, I in no way try to, you know, make that sound easy because it's not, it is, it is so hard. And to fit that in just in your life, mm-hmm. if you have two kids right. who are in and out of the hospital, you know, right. making that a priority. Um, I know that that had to have been challenging for you as well to, to find even the time to be able to do that. So, um, well, and, you know, finances, of course, mm, Yeah. Um, on top of, you know, therapy can be expensive, mm-hmm. even with insurance. Um, maybe you don't have the support right. of a spouse who's supporting yeah. you and going. Yeah, it's it, it is very, very challenging. Mm-hmm. But there are resources out there and people who will help you through. And um, so Most definitely. Yeah. So now I know you've written a book. And share a little bit about your book and where it can be found and, and what the book is about. So my son and I actually, when he was 12, um, wrote Beth's umbrella, loving my sister with special needs. It's available on Amazon. Um, and he had a, a double whammy of trauma of his own medical trauma that's ongoing And then having a sister who took his parents away from him a lot of the time. Mm -hmm. And he, you know, I watched him go through the anger, the feeling like he didn't want to bother us with a problem, the having to grow up and be more mature than he should have had to be. And writing this book with him was actually part of his process of healing Mm. and processing his emotions. And he has a passion. Um, He wants to be a geneticist, a doctor to help other families and um, siblings with special needs. Mm -hmm. And so it is a therapeutic, you know, based on my therapy experience um, working with children and um, then his personal journey of being a sibling, Mm -hmm. helping children work through and helping caregivers Uh, It's a tool to help caregivers help their children process 
their emotions. What are some of the topics that are covered in the book? Um, so, you know, it starts out with, you know, do you have a brother or sister with, you know, that has to go to the doctor a lot, or this is how my sister's fed, you know, through a G tube. How does your brother or sister eat? Um, you know, what are your favorite things to do? And then it um, moves into, you know, sometimes there's dark days. Do you ever feel like your parents don't love you mm. or um, mad? Do you ever feel mad? And, um, you know, how can you help your sibling? So not only the difficult emotions and the painful emotions, but the positive ones, mm. you know, the research shows siblings do have an increased risk um, for different um, challenges like mental health. Mm -hmm. And, but there's also um, the research that shows a lot of siblings um, actually thrive mm -hmm. and become more empathic and help others. Mm -hmm. um, and so helping children get to that point of being able to move from the anger and possibly the mental health um, to embracing their sibling. That's great. Well, and we will be sure to include a link in our show notes. So if anyone's interested, they can find the book and also a link to your website so they can mm -hmm. go and read some of your writings. And uh, so I just want to thank you so much for joining me today on the podcast and sharing part of your story. And if you want to know more about Kristen and her family, you can go check out her website. And Kristen, thank you so much for taking the time to be with me today. Thank you so much, Becky. Thank you for listening to the Rising Above Ministries podcast. If you like what you hear, please take a minute to leave us a rating and review. This helps others like you find our content more easily. You can learn more about how Rising Above Ministries is encouraging the special needs community by checking out our website at risingaboveministries.org or by finding us on Facebook and Instagram. We look forward to connecting with you.